Welcome to Stop Telling and Start Listening with David Cook. If you're frustrated with the way we are speaking or not speaking to each other, if you find yourself easily at odds in your conversations with people, this may be just the show for you. Listen in as David and his guests will help you elevate your communication skills and navigate the tensions present in many conversations today. Now, here is David Cook. All right, let's get started. Hey, uh, welcome everybody. I'm David Cook, and we're happy to have you here for another episode of Stop Telling and Start Listening. This is uh, the highlight of my week. It's a great way to kick off the week as I get a great opportunity to uh, connect with each of you listening and also connect with a guest who has the ability to share with us um, the things that they are doing in their life to leverage listening and how it impacts their relationships and helps them with their decisions and their choices and just kind of changes their life. And so we're, I always look forward to having conversations as opposed to the last couple of episodes where we've done a little bit of a monologue. The last person I want to hear is me rambling on. So it's always nice to have somebody else join me. And today I have a very special guest. It's Claire Kelly. And um, one thing you're going to notice out of the gate is one of us has an accent, and I don't think it's me. But uh, Claire is uh, joining us from Ireland, and she is going, we're going to have a conversation about um, intuition and intentions. And I think the thing that's really interesting, I've had an opportunity to talk with Claire a little bit and get to know her. One of the things that I find is really interesting is is that she has um, really dialed into the power of intention and how it's changed her life. And um, the energy of good intentions and how what how important it is for us to get quiet enough to hear our own voice and get direction from our own internal mechanism, which is, we'll talk more about this, but it is obviously nobody knows us better than our inner selves. And no one has a better sense of what's going on than, than our inner voice. And so I think it's really interesting when we when we talk about listening, all the things that we listen to. And when we go looking for advice and we look for guidance and we look for direction, we're always reaching out. And I think the the pivot here or the shift here is how do I listen? You know, how do I still myself quietly enough to reach in and hear what I need to hear? So, Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. And hello, everybody who's listening. Yes, I'm coming to you from Ireland through the magic of the Internet. Imagine. <laughs> nice to see you all. Or hear great. you all. It's great. It's, you know, technology is a wonderful thing, isn't it? It sure is. is. When it's, when it's working. But um, so, you know, Claire, one of the things that you have in your bio, it's like uh, a long, long time ago is the way you start out your thing. (laughs) Claire heard about the power of intentions and it changed her life. And so let's start at the beginning, a long, long time ago and a galaxy far away. Um, What happened? Alone. It's like that's like the start of the American Pie song. Alone. alone. <laughs> yes. That's right. I can still remember when I read this book. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh God, where do I start? If <laughs> you start me a long way away, I can go in many directions. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. You you know, you heard about the power of intentions that changed your life, and you know, it says. In, I'm just looking at your bio, and it says that 20 years later, you know, 20 years down the road, so. You know, obviously, um, I'm kind of curious what woke you up to uh, the power of of intentions and the power of of intuition and listening and that kind of stuff. What woke you up to all that? What woke me up? Well, initially, uh, my mom, Aunt Kelly, when she was alive, she was very curious, like myself, about many different things and a lot of spiritual things as well. So I kind of grew up in a house that was always questioning what is the meaning of life and you know these kind of I was hearing these kind of conversations and books like Wayne Dyer or We're Lying Around or Eckhart Tolle or all the power of now my mum gave me that book I think when I was like 15 and I was probably like oh what's this (laughs) no I'm okay (laughs) but you come back around as you grow older you come back around to the wisdom of your elders and I got into all that stuff And one of the main books that really resonated with me on intentions um, is a book called The Seat of the Soul 
Um, it's by a guy called Gary Zukov, and he he's a a good friend of this lady. Someone you might know her. She's called Oprah. Mm. <laughs> but um, I think I heard about him through her uh, show. Uh, she started using intentions in her own show years ago, years and years ago, and it had a profound effect on the content that she made. Um, but his book, there's a chapter on the power of intentions. And I, you know, you hear about the power of thought a lot, you know, like your change your mind, change your thoughts, you know, and you'll see it, the change in life. But I'm like, what was an intention when he introduced this idea of intentions? I'm like, I, like, what is that? What even, what even is an intention? Mm-hmm. And the way that it was described to me, and this is my understanding, is it's you could call it a wish right but it's more than a wish and you could could also call it a prayer you could call it a wish and a prayer but (laughs) it's also there's an energy to it and to me an intention taps into that in-between world you know there's to me there's like this um i i don't know it's the it's the space you go to when you have this like aha moment Uh, or it's the space you go to if you do a meditation and you're just you're just it's like you're watching yourself but you're also you know you're somewhere else but you're there I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know Dave but I think there's an element of connecting to that sort of heart-filled space in yourself and creating an energy from your heart as opposed to your mind and mm-hmm. I think an intention has an energy to it that goes beyond time and space. If I really wanted to get into quantum physics about it, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a way that we can connect to an energy that nearly plants a seed in the future. And when you have a feeling, a strong feeling about something, and this is a lot of stuff I've gained from reading books like Gary Zukov or Wayne Dyer talked a lot about it. Um, that your that energy kind of affects and attracts things like they talk about it in the secret and manifesting and stuff like that. Uh, but there, I think there's a little bit more to it. Uh, I could tell you more about it, but essentially one of the main yeah people that got me into it was Gary Zukov. Mm-hmm. Well, when you talk about intentions, it's it's interesting because I think of um, I'm looking at I'm I'm I'm. I'm resurrecting old Dave from 20 years ago and um, like, right. Well, actually after the secret came out, which is more like 15 years ago, I think 18 years ago, but it seemed like a lot of um, we'll call it because this is, this is old Dave woo woo crap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, it's really interesting because one of the things I started to realize and I, you know, I remind myself, I, I toggle back and forth because I, you know, in a self-critic, I kind of like don't check my words or watch my words. So I'll say things and not realize the power of them. But then there's other times where I'm in a spot and I start to think and I say, okay, you know, back to intentions. This is what I need to do or this is where I need to go. This is what I desire. This is what I seek. And if I put some juice behind it, which is what you're talking about, it's one thing yeah. to say it, but then you put something into it whatever it is, a little energy, a little love, a little attention, it starts to move as opposed to just throwing out a wild idea. You know, if you say something and then you kind of follow it, but, huh, that's interesting. Just enough of that um, starts some momentum. Is that yeah. kind of what we're talking about? Exactly. It. And you can't really name it either. And yes, there's different ways to get into that space. And like meditation, I have done years of meditation, but I also get into that space when I'm playing music or dancing mm-hmm. or, um, or just connecting with a friend or like even in this conversation, we can get into that space. I think that mm-hmm. I, I do call it like a heart space because to me, that's like a, a more feeling place. And I've read a lot of other books. There's another book, Aldous Huxley, I think it is. It's not the door's perception. There's another one um, where he talked. It was written in the 40s. And Wayne Dyer based a lot of his stuff and intentions on this guy. Can't remember the name of the book, but he also 
talks about the power of the wish fulfilled. So getting into that space. And they all talk about feeling. It's about feeling. And I'm and I'm like, why is it about feeling? I mean, that comes from your you can, you don't like calculate a feeling. In fact, mm-hmm. thinking about it makes it go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you it comes from from this heart space. And I don't you can't, I don't think there's a magical recipe like step one, do this, this, this. I think we all have our different ways of getting into that space. And like you said, it's like adding this extra juice behind it. That's a good mm-hmm. way of putting it if I like that. Well, you know, because I guess the difference is, is in, you know, back to just the thing I was talking about is um, you throw things out. You know, we all say stuff, right? You know, and we're we're in a we're in a conversation with somebody and blah 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 blah. And you know, we're in a stream of consciousness, and it's we say something else, and so oh, time out. Say that again. Mm. It's like what? Say that again. It's something that in the conversation resonated with, and they say go back, and I go like I can't go back because I'm was in the middle <laughs> yeah. of it. Right. But there was something there that needed to be revisited. So then we start to talk about whatever it was that was said. And we we explore that on a deeper level. And I, you know, I think that that's the same call to action when I'm when I, the way I hear you. Do you talking about it the way I understand it as you explain explained it is um, it's one thing just to say stuff or think stuff. Right. We're going a million miles an hour. We're throwing stuff out right and left and like crazy. But every once in a while, something goes out and go, huh. Where did that come from? Yeah. And 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 paying attention to it. And I think back to the idea of the practice and you can, you know, obviously I'm not trying to tell you, tell you what you know, but, um, you know, when people will say to me, it's like, so Dave, how do you how do you pay attention? Mm-hmm. And it's called paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And people say to me, how do you practice listening? I said, just shut up and listen. <laughs> so, you know, and, and so I can't tell you what the steps are to sit there and pay attention to the words that you're using and the words that you're saying. But it's like you say to yourself, from now on, I'm going to be more aware. You give yourself con- subconscious an assignment, say, I am going to be more aware of the words I use, the words I choose, the things I say about myself to myself. In that awareness, that call to awareness, it's not going to happen every time. But in that call to awareness, you're going to get better at going, huh, where did that come from? And bring it back and study it. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, and it's a massive part of the actual, not the concept of intentions, but the practice of it. Because um, I was lucky enough in Salesforce where I worked, they they, I got to basically I can't not be myself and I got to talk about intentions as a manager as a leader and even with customers that I was working with in the marketing space and I can't help it I just it just oozes out of me I have to I nearly have to I'm like a kid with a toy I have to use it because mm-hmm. I have been using it all the time and that um, practice I got to I essentially just started doing it and this I would say to people all the time if you get passionate about something that's the energy like it's it's the energy that you then put out as an intention or you just take an action people call it like inspired action you know if you mm-hmm. feel that passion for something like it's coming for a reason like let it go because I think if you don't if you feel that uh, energy for something and excitement and you don't do something about it I honestly think that actually starts to make you sick in in maybe a longer way and like I do think people need like we need air water you know all of that stuff but we also need connection and we need creative expression so that if you feel that energy like find a way to use it even in the smallest way so I was lucky to get to do it in where I worked and what essentially I was doing was I was reminding people of you know when you go to do anything whether it's a big presentation and I used it for like the Dreamforce presentation I got to do one there to hundreds of people which was pretty cool and I would describe the steps which what what I used was I would imagine the end result right so Mm -hmm. When you when so for the presentation at Dreamforce, it was people walking out of the session, right? And I always ask people at the end, what are they left with? What are, mm. is a human being got because they interacted with you with your presentation, 
with your product, with your service, with your business, with your email, with your with that phone call, with the text message. You know, there is an interaction that happens. That's connection, right? And mm-hmm. I think when you bring that heart energy to whatever it is you do, pe- people will naturally align to you because they know they're like, well, this person isn't full of jit. Oh, wait, I don't know if I can swear on here. Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. Um, but you can, gen- people always say that when they talk about presentations, the main thing that people connect with in a speaker is when they're genuine and authentic. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe if you set take time to set an intention or like you said, bring a moment of awareness to it, to yourself and mm-hmm. say, so that your intention, then you bring attention to your intention. That's kind of hard mm-hmm. to say. Attention to your intention. And that's what I do. I would just get people to write out, okay, so by the end of this presentation, what will people be feeling? And I concentrate on the feeling, not the goal. Because all of us are great at thinking of goals, especially in business. You know, what's going to be the goal? Oh, the goal is that after this Dreamforce presentation, we will have... 10% more signups to our marketing product. Okay, great. Right, that that's great. But does that get me excited? No, not really. No, right. I don't think yeah. like maybe some people. It's just a, it's just a right. number. It's it's number. arbitrary. There's no life in it, right? Yeah. I need, for me to get excited about doing anything, I want to feel the life in it. And what does that mean? That means to me someone has to feel something. Someone has to connect to this and to me and to the product as a a thing that they get a benefit from ideally like first they connect to it and they go oh okay I believe this and then they hopefully get some sort of benefit whether that's from my presentation and I would get people to imagine uh, like when they had been at a presentation before and they're you're walking out and you know everybody has been at some sort of conference or a thing where they're walking out and they go Oh my God, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and you're looking up on your phone, you're like, oh, I must follow that person. Or I'm gonna make sure I buy their book or I do something, or you know, you get that excitement as you're walking out, and you maybe you have a colleague with you and you're like, oh, and you come out. And in my case, I was sitting out before I made the presentation. I sat there and I remember this in the office, whatever was going home, I was like imagining when I'd been in a presentation, getting excited. And then I imagined that for the people who were going to my Dreamforce thing and uh, and that they were then sharing ideas about the marketing campaigns they could be doing because they got ideas from what I said and, and then getting excited. But I never, I don't stop there. What I do is because I believe it's not necessarily about having, you know, an exact thing story that is going to happen, you know, for those people coming out of that conference. It's about the excitement and the higher energy I can lift myself or a higher awareness even about what I'm doing. The, the more energy I, I can put into it, the more excited I get about it, the more that people will connect to it and hopefully get that experience it's not that it has to be that exact thing that happens. It's that it helps my energy to, you know, want that for them and to put that into what I do. And it always works whenever I do it like that. And if if you can, like a method actor, and it's like, how do I have a feeling that I don't have now? You know, it's, it's uh, I've tried many different ways because all of those books that talk about intentions talk about, getting into the feeling of the the thing that you have, whether it's like I'm driving the car that I've just got. You know, they talk about stuff like that in The Secret. Um, But yeah, a lot of different, I've tried many different ways of getting into the feeling, but one of the main ones is remembering a time when you had a feeling like that before yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about as you were talking there, reminded me made me think a little bit about um simon Sinek and start with why um you know when he talk does his talk and he says you know talk about start with why it's it's what drives inspires and guides you what gets you excited what you believe why you believe it you're pulling people into into your your energy for why you're on stage or why you're talking about this subject you know i believe you know like just like the like the show i believe that 
um, we as a society, you know, a great human society, we as humans can do a lot better for each other if we just learned how to connect and communicate. If we just find ways to love, each, love and accept each other, that's a belief. So why are you doing what you're doing, David? Because th- that, you know, I think listening is the key to all that. If we just sat back and said, "I want to hear from you, I want to learn from you, I want to understand you, so I can love you and support you," right? If we do that, it changes the game. So there, that, that's my energy. Um, as opposed to saying, what do you do, Dave? Well, I coach people on communicating better. Everybody's, oh, that yeah. sounds really, that sounds really good. But there's no juice in that. I mean, yeah. there is juice, you know, it, it, it can initiate a conversation. But if I start out saying, you know what, we could change the world if we just learned how to listen better. And everybody goes, yeah, really? You know, and they lean in because there's something there. Now, that's not tangible. That's not really measurable. But that sure is a mission. It's a call to action. It's a passion. And so it, has, it gets energy, it initiates curiosity, it draws people in, right? And I think that's what you're talking about a little bit there, right? Is you tee it up in a way that they you see people leaning in going, wow. Hmm. And now what yeah. you have is you have something that um, creates some interest and people say, I wonder how I could do that. Now we're, ta- now we're exploring from an intention point of view, if I wanted to change how I communicate and interact with people, and that becomes an intention, how would I do that? You know, it's like something that now we're going internal, not how would we do that? Because, you know, you're depending upon other people. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I don't know how that resonates with you. So are, are you asking me how to? Yeah, well, I was, yeah well, I was just wondering how, what you thought on that loose thought, <laughs> loose well, random thought that popped out. I, well, to be honest, I would love to talk about your own intention that you said there about the for this podcast because I think it is a beautiful one I think the listening aspect and a lot can change if people really listened like it really would change the world I believe that Dave I am I am mm-hmm. a believer Dave. I am a good believer. I'll send you a t-shirt say I believe in listening and we'll all be sad <laughs> I love it but um, yeah um, well, and that's it. Truly, was the intention. Um, you know, is the intention of this of, of this whole thing is, is that um, I know I know what it feels like to to not be heard or to be dismissed. You know, I'm in fact the the probably the most. It's interesting. You know, I kind of will tell tell a quick story about you know kind of like what made me you know kind of like say we could do better. Is I used to have. Um, I used to facilitate a, a bunch of CEOs here in Arizona, probably eight guys. And they were, when I first moved to Arizona, talk about intentions. When I first moved to Arizona, um, I was here a couple of years and these eight guys became my target. I said, you know, I'd love to do business with these people for like four or five years. I was trying to figure out ways to do business, but think about the intention. I want to do business with these guys. These guys are my guys. Okay. These people are my people. Yeah. And I, you know, after two or three or four years around about meeting them, I never really felt like I connected with them and stuff like that. And then I kind of, so I did, I kind of just, you know, uh, took a time out. I gave up um, with giving up. All of a sudden, one of those CEOs called me up and said, I'm forming a um, a board of advisors and I'd like to have you facilitate it. I said, oh, cool. I'd love to do that. Who's on the board? And it was all my, all my target list. No way. <laughs> It's like, wow. you you got to be kidding me. Really? It's like, what? this is, I just, I got pulled into the spot that I said I wanted to be. Well, and, I, yeah. and the, you know, one, one thing I will have to, with, with a asterisk, and you can talk to me, you know, later with, or about that now with a disclaimer, there was a time where I literally did nothing because I was like, okay, I guess that's not going to happen, but it didn't mean I lose slight thought of it. I just kind of shifted my focus. But it, yep. I never gave up. I said, it's not going to happen. I guess it's not going to happen. I didn't really quit, but I did time out. And then two years later, I get this call. Um, so I guess I manifested my outcome. But, you know, anyway. <laughs> In a different way. Well, that's a whole other thing. I think we probably need to go for a break. But the the word that comes to me when you tell that story is um, surrender. And I think something happens when you don't have an attachment to to forcing something to come and you trust that it, it'll come when it, and you just release and there's a something it gives it space to nearly make it possible I think if that makes mm-hmm. any sense 
Well, I, I, I absolutely though, definitely get, I get that because by intention now, one of the things, last things I do is, is that I do not push anything. I think we, yeah. I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I've shared this with other people that say, you know, this podcast is now radio show, whatever you want to call it is, I think this is our 18th episode. What kind of numbers do you have, Dave? I have no idea. <laughs> And they go, why not? Oh, I look at the numbers, but I don't study the numbers. Why not? Because if I study the numbers, I'll either A, get frustrated, or B, try to do something to make the numbers bigger. That's not the purpose of this podcast. This purpose of this podcast, back to my why, the intention is to get the message out about the power of listening. I love it. Well, I think we have to go on a break, but what you brought up there is another aspect, a big one of intention setting is fear. Yeah. yeah. Do you see do you see a break thing? I don't see a break thing. Uh, oh, it's, it's messaging to me. I, I think we have 30 seconds until the break. <laughs> oh, I didn't get that message. How'd you get that? You must have taken over. Okay, well, we're getting... <laughs> All right. Well, if it said 30 seconds, that's really funny that I don't have a break thing. But if we have 30 seconds, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about intentions and paying attention to the things that are that come out of our head and come out of our mouth. Stay tuned. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. We are living in a time where a relentless commitment to opinions and beliefs are dividing communities and fracturing crucial relationships. Making ourselves right and those who disagree with us wrong leaves little room for engaging in a constructive learning dialogue. There is little opportunity to change minds, find common ground, or solve complex problems. Those who are not being heard or understood become angry, hurt, lost, isolated, alone, and more. While mental health-related issues are on the rise, too few know how to safely share their struggles, and far too many don't know how to care about those that do. While it is increasingly frustrating to experience an increase in this communication divide, there is hope. And according to David Cook, there is an answer. The answer lies in how we adjust our communication style and shift our listening behaviors. In his radio show, Stop Telling and Start Listening, host David Cook introduces his audiences to the power found in creating a safe place for sharing life perspectives and experiences without judgment, criticism, correction, or shame. There are tremendous opportunities in learning to see the world from the eyes of another. Join David on Mondays at 11 Pacific. Discover how shifting your listening behaviors will close the divide that exists between you and others in your community. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Stop Telling and Start Listening. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Or you can email Dave at dave at thecookgroupllc.com. Now, back to the show with David. Hey, everybody. We're back. Um, This is David Cook. Stop Telling and Start Listening. Um, with my guest, Claire Kelly. This is always good. It's one of my favorite conversations is like how we, how we pay attention to um, our intentions. I think what I, what I, I guess what I really loved about the first half or while I just enjoy most about this conversation is, you know, like I was, we took a break. I was talking about a couple of the lessons that I've learned is that I found that um, for whatever reason, this is kind of like a short story of my story, but um, you know, I have, you know, when I did like a hundred pedals, I did my hundred, you know, consecutive bike rides and I started journaling and then I went from journaling to blogging. And then I went from blogging to create this nonprofit. And what ended up happening was that I went from a natural exercise. I rode my bike to get healthy. It was meditative exercise. I knew I needed to do it. I listened to my, the, my inner voice saying, dude, get on the bike, ride every day, ride as much as you can every day. 
And when I did that, I came home all energized because I had challenged myself to ride my bike for an hour a day for a hundred days in a row. And every bike ride was a, was a, was a step into the, this direction of the new me, whatever that was. And I didn't have, you know, I was going to say I was going to make a million dollars or lose 700 pounds or anything like that. It was, I need to ride my bike because that's where I get peace and clarity. And sure enough, I'd ride my bike and I'd journal and then I started sharing it. But what ended up happening somewhere in there, start people, you know, people started following me. They started commenting. They said, this is really cool. This is awesome. I thought, oh, good. I'm going to create something from this. And what I missed was it was already had already been created. And what I did was I created a pivot that interrupted the noble, natural flow of it in my mind. And that's why when I talk about this, you know, not paying attention to my numbers, it's the same reason. The the radio show is the natural flow. It's not how many people I can get or can I get advertisers or can I have a million followers and so that's not what we're doing here. The radio show, these conversations are the it, not what comes from it. Yeah. Is what how I look at it. And so anyway, that's 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 the conclusion that I've drawn. And so I'm focusing my intention on my behaviors now is do what you do because you love what you do. Do what you do because you're good at what you do and allow the outcome to be what it's going to be and celebrate that. I believe, Dave. I believe. <laughs> and for and 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 there's all and I don't know how many, you know, type A driver um performance or results pay, pay uh, based people like me are listening to this show, but I'm telling you, that's a massive let go. It's a massive release to do that because everything that we everything that I've been taught is about measurable outcome back to like what you taught with the Dreamforce thing. What are we going, what's going to happen as a result of this? And we put numbers and data and dollars and all the poop that is to me is really nothing. It's not tangible because there's no energy in that stuff. There's just results. It's data and there's no energy in data. There's the energy is in what happens, the flow that comes from it all. I don't know, but you're, you're on that page anyway, right? Great. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. And actually someone, I don't know where I got this quote, but I remember someone saying, like, when you do things of the heart, they can't be measured. It's it's a ineffable thing. As my as my father says, you can't hold what you don't have in your hand. I like that. Mm. No, it's and that's why it's also great, because it can't be measured, you know, because it's 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 there's a mystery to it and that always excites me that will always excite me and I also really especially my last rule because no this is the world we live in we have logic and we have creativity and those two parts of the brain I'm I still love that we have data numbers problem solving all of those great things I do we need it and actually mm-hmm. I was reading a book recently about job misery and the signs, the things that happen to create job misery and what you need. Um, and one of them is, you know, measurement. People need to feel like they're growing. So it's it's an interesting world because you want to feel like you're growing, but you also don't want to be trapped by a, a, a goal, you know, like you said, you know, like getting a certain number of subscribers. So Again, it kind of comes back to put out what you would like and then realize, and this is a bit that I really have come to realize is I'm not working on my own. And I mean that by, I think there's like some intelligence out there. There has to be like, how did, how did, how did I come to be here? Like, how did trees talk to each other? You know, mm-hmm. like there's such a, a mystery in things that, and there's so many coincidences that happen in my life and they happen more often the more that I listen to myself and my intuition and those and I can bring awareness to mm. like when you had that moment and you're like, oh, you know, like what what is my intention for this for this podcast and show that you're doing? So, yeah, I don't know what that makes you think of, but. Well, it, you know, it just, you know, it, go, it just reinforces all that stuff to me is I, I agree with you. He's like, you know, when we say, you know, because we do want to measure progress, 
you know, when we're growing a business, obviously we're going to look and see what, you know, um, increase in sales, increase in profitability. Okay. That's the natural animal that comes out of that. But if we say, I'm going to build a million dollar business, then it's not about what you're doing. It's about what you want to accomplish. And it's in the accomplishment. Now it's about the money because you said, I want to, I'm focusing on the money, not on the stuff that I'm doing. Um, to get me the money. And there's a, there's, it, 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 it pivots, it becomes yeah. what you focus on. And that's the thing I got away from. So if I say, I'm not interested in the numbers, then obviously I'm going to look at the numbers because I want to see if we're taking, you know, having more viewers and where they're from and stuff like that. Cause it does, it's nice to know how we're doing, but it's not yeah. my goal is to say by the end of this year, I'm going to have 20,000 listeners or whatever. Cause if I do that, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on that. Now I get away from the the why with it, which is change the world by teaching people how to listen. Right. Um, and it, in, you know, I used to tell people one of the things we talk about, you know, we live in Phoenix, so we're five hours from LA and, um, you know, there's one highway that goes to LA and it's kind of like when you set goals, a lot of people sit there and they say, set, they, you know, they set a goal and say, okay, this is what I'm going to accomplish. And they put a stake in the sand and say, how are you going to get there? Well, here's the roadmap. And in two years, I'm going to be where I say I'm going to be. Well, one thing that, you know, any person of wisdom and experience knows there's no such thing as life going according to plan. Yeah. So to say that I'm going to move to LA and all I'm going to, all I need to do is just get on the I-10 and head west and I'll get there is great. But what happens when, you know, first of all, the first question is, okay, why L? Why LA? Well, it's by the beach, it's by the water, there's palm trees, it's always warm. And I think, okay, cool. So you're on your way to LA and um, they close the freeway and you have to take all these back streets in the desert, which aren't very many. And next, you know, you're navigating, navigating. And next thing you know, you end up an hour north of LA. And and where are you? Well, let me see. You're um, by the beach. <laughs> it's warm. It's sunny. And there's palm trees. But you're not in L.A. Did you miss your goal or not? See, in my mind, you got exactly what you wanted because you envisioned the end. The end had nothing to do with L.A. L.A. was the goal. But the end was the experience of being by the ocean, being by the water, being in the sun, being by the palm trees. So if you're in that environment, did you really miss? Yes, I I also agree with that because you said <laughs> the key word for me is you thought about the experience that you wanted from that pursuit, and like I've used this to get things to get things that I want, but I always remember my mum saying to me when she was alive. I asked her about the secret and what she thought about all the stuff about law of attraction and manifestation. And um, she said, no, I I agree. I think there's a sort of order in the world that when you put things out, you attract them to you and your energy dictates a lot of that where you're at. But I'll never forget, she said to me, she's like, Claire, you don't like if that's the way the world worked. Like and someone visualized because I do believe in visualization as well, but if someone visualized a brand new sports car, right? And they're sitting in it. And all they got to do is feel that, you know, joy of sitting in it. Like, surely more people would be getting those things that they were wishing for and putting it intentions out for. Just mm-hmm. like, there, but there is, we all know there's that there's another rule in the universe that really whatever you're asking for, and this I base so much of what I do on, thank you, Mother, is that whatever you're going to ask for, if it's going to bring more benefit to this world, you are more likely to get it. Mm-hmm. So the more energy and light and benefit that comes from you getting a sports car, the more likely you are to get that thing, whether mm-hmm. it's a house, a job, a promotion, a car. And I this is the principle that I use to set my own intentions. So when I'm thinking of, like I was saying earlier, imagining, you know, the end, you know, what does it look like? The experience, like you said, if I'm going to L.A. or I want to imagine that experience, of, I'm on a beach, you know, I go home, I'm loving the, the smell of the sea and the air, et cetera, et cetera. But I did this for like getting my car and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I realized I went to a race car experience thing and I realized I like to drive really fast it's not something I knew before and then I'm like I really want a sports car (laughs) (laughs) so 
that it just happened. I'm like, I love that experience so much. I'm like, I really want that. So number one, which is very important, and I thought about for years, I missed this for years, was my own joy matters. Mm-hmm. My own joyful experience of whatever it is matters. And I used to discount that a lot. And actually that that was anyway, because that is that matters. It matters a lot. So mm-hmm. I would envision me and my sports car having the joy that I had when I got to drive the thing, whatever. But then I went, okay, who else can get joy from this experience, from me having this car? Mm-hmm. And I imagine taking my nieces out and taking them, which I which I actually did. I did this thing that I imagined. I imagine taking them out and they're like, Auntie Claire, where are we going? I'm like, oh, it's an adventure. And I took them to a little town. I played the music really loud. And then I went into a car park and I did donuts in the car park. <laughs> and they're in the back going, ah, ah. And it made me laugh then, but it came true. And I continually do things like that with people in the car, you know. So to me, the formula is something around the joy that I can get from it and the benefit it doesn't have to be joy it can be you know some sort of benefit right mm-hmm. uh, and if there's more people that can get that benefit the more likely your request is to be fulfilled mm-hmm. and that makes sense makes yeah. sense well I had, a, there, I had years ago I had a very spiritual woman very religious woman one time said you know talking about having prayers answered one of the things, one of the caveats that she said that was really funny when she said it, she says, but don't ask God for money because you'll never get it. And I love the way she said that, because if you're praying, if you're praying, which is, you know, depending on you know where you're at, but if you're reaching out and saying, this is something that I desire, this is something that I seek, this is my intention, right? Back to you as if it's noble. Um, you obviously you'd ask if you're religious or spiritual, but you have no problems asking God for something, right? But the idea being is, is that you know, when you study things about prayer in the Bible, it's pretty obvious you ask for things that are on your heart, which is you know, a little bit different than the stuff is in your head because you know, greed and that yeah. shit, it doesn't sit here, it sits here. You're jealous, you're envious, you're covetous, yeah. whatever words you want to. When it's here, it's like, yes, I'm looking for this experience and. You know, when I was doing my 100-day bike ride thing, you know, consecutive days, there was a time where I started to envision my success. What's it going to feel like when I cross the finish line? What am I going to celebrate? And I knew I was going to do it. It wasn't really an adventure. Can you ride your bike an hour a day, 100 days in a row? When I started, it was that was, for some reason, that was just a given. I wasn't even thinking about that. It was more like the journey you know, the the process. And as I got like 50 days in, I'm thinking, yeah, you're, you're getting ready to start celebrating. So what's it going to feel like? What? And it drove me to the finish line instead of just kind of like proceeding to the finish line, because I was now all excited. I was getting pulled into the outcome that I knew was waiting for me. And like kind of like you and your car, you and yeah, once I get this car, here's all the things I get to do. Yeah. You know, and I get to I get to share the joy and the energy that comes with that with everybody. This car isn't about me. It isn't just for me. It's not so I can show my success or whatever. It's so that I can have some fun with people doing this. And so you're giving. That's exactly it. Yeah. I, I agree. I, with in that equation, I, I think the there's the giving of it. But the receiving, that's why I say for years, I didn't really concentrate on my own joy. It's like you're not, you're always taught, like I come from a Catholic background, you're taught, you know, like it's it's wrong to be taking something for yourself. I'm like, so, there's so many beliefs in there to like unpack and say, I don't know if I choose that experience anymore. I actually yeah. really do enjoy receiving things. And there is such, I think that's one of life's greatest lessons is to be able to receive with, with that kind of grace. And you will know someone who you enjoy giving things to because they're really good at receiving. Yeah. And that's the way I also see the universe and the way it works is the more I actually open my heart to, it's possible that I could really enjoy getting a car. Like there's nothing wrong with me having that car. It's right. Not, showing off I'm like I really love it and the more I love it 
every day it hasn't gone away. I'm still loving it, right? Uh, the more that the, the world goes, oh, Claire loves having things. Let's give her more things, you know? Uh, well, if she appreciates them and celebrates yeah. them. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm looking at the time. We're going to, we have like 10 minutes. And I know one of the things that you said during our break was you wanted to um, circle back around and get into this listening. I have no idea what you want to talk about with listening, but go for it. <laughs> um, I'm listening. Of, okay. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry. Um, I uh, love, like, obviously your podcast is focused around the power of listening. And as a coach, it's something that one of the main tools that you have is listening. But in general, in life, it's one of the main things that you have. And I I don't know why, but I always do this thing with words. I can't help it. I love breaking them down into mm. other words. And in the word, you've probably done this those times, but in the word listen is the word nest, right? It mm. Nest. And also sit. There's many other words in it, but those ones came to me today because I was in my dad's garden earlier and he has a beautiful garden. with There was two little robins feeding. They had a, He showed me, he's like, they have a little nest in there uh, and they're bringing the, the worms and stuff and the food into their little, little what do you call it, little robins? I don't know, little birds. And um, I was thinking about that and immediately about the word listen is those little birds. Is there a word for tiny birds? Birdlets. I don't know. Birdlets. <laughs> birdlets. <laughs> Those little birdlets in their nest. It's the same as being a child in your mother's arms. The power of listening to me happens when you get into that space to to be to, to be nurtured by whoever is listening and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So like those little birds in the nest, they chirp, chirp, chirp. And the mother goes, or the dad, I don't know, um, goes, oh, they're hungry. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Okay. And the, the little bird does, they see them go away, but they're gone for however long. They don't know what they're doing. But that to me is like the space in between that you create when you listen. So there's a trust in that. Those mm-hmm. Those birds, they say something. The mother goes, oh, I know what you want. Okay, I've received, message received. But there's also this un, like unknowing part of waiting. Mm-hmm. Did they, they hear Did they hear me? Did they understand? Yeah. But there's yeah. the beauty of what I loved about that image, and it also reminds me of something that I do a lot in a, my own meditation, is to remember that the universe, people always say this universe has your back, but the feeling, if you can imagine the feeling of being looked after like that little bird mm. and you you're, you put full trust in your mother, that's the nature of you. And you that mother brings back the food. And th- just that giving and receiving to me is what a lot of listening, telling and listening or asking and listening is. It's a, And there's a trust that happens between you and the receiver or the audience. Mm-hmm. Does that, if that makes any sense but it, it, well, it makes a lot it makes a lot of sense what makes a lot of sense to me about that is is that here's the 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 nuance that you talked about is if you're if you're you know think about the bird you know using the you know the dad bird or the mom bird and the birdlets there so they're going i'm starving give me some food i need some food but it there's a there's a exercise in that thing where i'm sure mom isn't just kind of looking around mom's looking at the bird Paying attention to the bird, the bird, the birdlet says what they want to say and what they need to say. And the bird kind of the bird, the big bird goes, okay, got it. There's an acknowledgement. And then they leave and they're and they're going, hmm. Well, I know they heard me. Let's just say I don't, but I don't know what's going on now, but I know they heard me. So there's a there's a piece, there's a there's a waiting, there's a willingness to wait to see what's going on, what's going to happen next. Right. Four minutes still close. Holy crap. And I think that that's what the listening piece is that builds trust, is that. They just didn't take off. There was a connection that happened right before they took off that acknowledged that I heard you, I understand. And they didn't say, I'll be back with food. They just took off and the birdlet's gone, what the heck? But there's a piece with the birdlet going, what the heck? But 
I'm thinking they understood. And then they and come they, back. They, with, yeah. yeah. And they come back with the food and the bird like, oh, see, I knew it. You know. But you're yeah. right. The intention that in order for that to happen, the mother bird has to be paying attention. Yes. And it's, it's the greatest gift you can give someone. It really is the attention part. It is the attention. And that's why it's so important, you know, to be seen. You know, I think, uh, well, we both know Kate Turner. Kate, you know, talked about as a coach being seen, heard, seen, heard, and understood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seen is one, you know, we're having a conversation. Yeah, I'm talking with you. So, yeah, heard. There's a there's an experience that I recognize that you actually understand. You actually heard. I know you heard me because of the way we were yeah. talking. And because of the actions or the things that you did after that, I also know now I have a sense that you understand. And when that happens, the next piece is what you just said. There's the trusting that comes from that. If she's heard me, she's seen me, and she understands me, I know that whatever happens next, I need to trust that it's in my best interest or it's in support of what we talked about or however you want to look at the the equation. But there's a trust in that action. So, yep. all right. Well, guess what? Your time with me is up. <laughs> that we didn't get to talk about intuition, but okay. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't get to talk. We kind of went all over the board. We'll just have you back. That's all. I mean, that's that's no big deal. Um, if you don't mind being on, but uh, Claire, thank you so much for for joining us, joining me today. This is this is one of my favorite subjects. We're we're definitely gonna have to do this again. Sure. Absolutely. So, so we'll we'll go deeper. But um, for the rest of you folks, thank you for being on today and listening to this conversation. And if you haven't noticed that every one of these episodes when we have a guest, the whole idea is less of an interview and more of a conversation so you can experience how we exchange information, how we share, how we listen to each other. So that's the way, you know, I love this thing is it's like, you know, Claire and I aren't having a cup, a cup of coffee face to face, but we're having a coffee conversation and learning and sharing. And that's what this is all about. So for the rest of you, um, next week, we have Pam Lanhart, who's from Thrive Family Recovery. And Pam is going to talk about parenting and addiction. And we've had a couple episodes on parenting before, but this one's a really interesting one because parent because Pam is actively involved with moms and dads. Um, and coaching them as they navigate the issues of substance abuse disorder in the family. I love Pam. I love what she does. And I think if you're like, as a parent, want to learn how to practice love and acceptance in difficult times with your kids, this is going to be a great conversation. So please join me next week um, with for Pam. And uh, thanks for joining me today. Claire, thank you so much for your participation. This was a blast. And for all you guys, just remember... Um, next week uh, or this week is open your heart, open your heart, open your ears, open your mind, because then start listening. Because once you start listening, everything changes. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Stop Telling and Start Listening. We hope you've picked up on some useful ideas to help you enhance your conversational skills. Until we listen again, have a beautiful week.